Welcome to Southpaws, episode 534, Queer Beer. I'm telling you, that there beer is woke. <laughs> I'm Saverin. I'm uh, Fuzzle. And I'm back. It's Shiva, yay! Yes, for the audio quality alone should tell you that we're actually using our main equipment and not just my mic set up in Fuzz's solarium. So, we're here and back, and Shiva is here for the first time in several months, but she is alive, we promised. Yeah, it's just, Con eats my life for like three months of the year, every year, pretty much like clockwork. Then I need a couple weeks of just, well, I've put off all this shit for so many months, plus I'm just burnt out and work and all this other stuff. And I've finally come out of the stupor that Con brings for like the first three and a half months of the year. Yep, but hey, we made it through that all right. Mm-hmm. All... Holy shit, we grew 33%. How it's insane. I mean, prior to this, our best growth was 26. 33. We had nearly 2,000 more people this that's, year. That's a lot of furries. And yeah. We still have, there's still room to grow at that hotel somehow. Not parking-wise, parking sucks, but mm. we have, there's room for butts. Yeah, I mean, Lord knows there's been larger, you know, events there. I mean, Akon had close to 20k yeah. at one point there. It was cheek to cheek, and let's not do that. But no, I we're mean, also not going to grow to be bigger than MFF. Lord, I hope not. Remember years ago when we said, well, if it gets over this way, I'm out? No. Yeah, well, we're there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're past that, Mark. If we got over 5,000, we'll be done. No. <sighs> no. No. Well, back then, that was when 5,000 was a huge furcon. And, uh, uh, I mean, it still is, but damn. What, what's Midwest up to? Nearly 20? 14,000. 14? Yeah. Too many fucking furries in one spot? Yeah. And AC is what? Heading up uh, around 10? 10, I think. Yeah. 10, 10 11. Yeah, because they had a small drop one year, the one year post COVID, and yeah. then the two year mark came up, and then. They grew Did back that happen again. to MFF too, or are you yeah. thinking of M- Okay. Basically, the first time back from cons, everybody saw like a twenty-five percent drop. Well, we ticked up. Yeah, we ticked up our first year back, and then we really ticked up this year. I think it was the timing because yeah. the the uh, Omicron va- variant it came out in December of twenty-one. Yep, and that fucked up MFF's um, attendance. But then we came around in like late february i guess 2022 no it was uh or march saint, it, yeah it's saint patty's weekend okay yeah it was so, still march this year and saint patty's next and weekend. fears of the yeah. new variant had gone down by then um even though they probably shouldn't have but people are just burnt out just the spike uh had dropped a bit since then yeah you're back and we're glad yeah still we became the largest fucking a third largest not the largest the third largest in the fucking world, and I don't know how we did this. Yeah. 250 people, we'd be fine. That's yeah. all we want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Remember the, I those, remember that. If yeah. we have more than 100, I'll be surprised. Oh, please let us get 250. That's about what we need to, to pay for everything and have a little bit left over. And we got 400, 450. No, no, no. 542. The first For year. some reason, I remember that. It was exactly. 500 plus. I know that Siam was the last person registered because he went in and he squeaked in to get that, to bump it up one more number just <laughs> as they closed down. <laughs> so, but yeah, so even back then, our expectations were like very conservative, I guess. We didn't <laughs> want to be overly optimistic. But. And Jesus. We were doing Christ. it on string and spit back then, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, FWA will probably surpass us and put us back and forth again, but it just shows that there is still a very large and strong market for furry cons here in the U.S. Mm. For now. Wouldn't want to be uh, Megaplex, what with all Florida oh, and everything. Oh, God, mm. yeah. But, yeah, that mm. we're back, and, you know, but now culture war is all because, you know... I hear them gays, they drink beer. And yeah. those advertisers might use queer people or trans people in their ads. And they might actually be sponsors of pride parades. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, never mind the fact that's been going on for like 25 years. But it is so funny that that has become the culture war attack of the week is Budweiser had a trans person in an ad a targeted ad and 
this is somehow disrespectful to Christians because there was that mass shooting at the Christian school that happened last week by someone who was probably... uh, Maybe trans. Well, maybe trans, but might have also been molested by someone at that school and it got covered up. Right. We don't know. So, like, something that came up... It's a Christian school. I mean, it's... And there was a molestation scandal when around the same time that they were there. Yeah, I mean, that might have... not using this word facetiously, but that might have triggered them. Yeah. Because it was something like 600 peak priests were exposed or something. Uh, like there was, it was like the Diocese of Boston, another like 600 yeah. priests, or maybe it came in the news again, whatever. Like there were 600 priests that molested kids in this parish in over the last several decades. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, that's not surprising. One thing, and this is merely, you know, this is tinfoil hat, perhaps. And I admit that, but like when these shooters have had manifestos that, you know, oh, I hate black people, I hate Mexicans and immigrants, their manifestos end up online. Right. But like this person had one too, and we haven't heard shit about it. So I'm going to guess that it would be a bit politically inconvenient if it got out. And that's uh-huh. just maybe, you know, maybe that's tinfoily. But that was one of those, huh, yeah, hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm not psychic. But uh, <laughs> the beer thing, it, it had two notable people that I saw, two formerly popular. Air quotes notable people. Yeah, they, they put out some music. But mm-hmm. Kid, Kid Rock, who's done a hard MAGA turn, and Travis Tritt, who is a country music star who was mainly popular in the early 90s. Um, and there's photos of him in early 90s country western garb country western performer garb which was heavily inspired by glam rock so boys looking a bit fruity if you know what i mean Mm. so feel free to look it up because if you go to his twitter account all the people who are replying replying with pictures of him from that time frame so it's one of those things that if these people don't have it fly in their face it doesn't exist so they're like oh queer people and transes didn't exist till 2016 type shit right (laughs) never mind the fact that Budweiser has been doing pride-related advertising since the late 90s, 1999, uh, which was when an article of Jerry Falwell, rest in piss, was wrote an article in some magazine complaining that they would, quote, disrespect their audience, their true consumer base. Uh-huh. You know, we can tangent off that in a minute, but this has been going on for 25 years, and every pride that I've ever been to has been sponsored by Bud and Coors and Heineken and jack daniels and insert thing here like ajax and i went to dallas pride last year and we got rainbow tote bags from ikea we got stuff with from kroger and stuff from all these local businesses that you know they're just standard capitalistic things but they're like hey we like gay money too so we're not going to be antagonistic towards them please give us your rainbow dollars i mean rainbow capitalism is not your friend but at least that shows that they have done the math to show that being nice to gays is going to be way more profitable than not you end up with certain brands that might be more maga because like apparently the owner of youngling breweries and penton up in the northeast is very maga but most other ones like guinness which is not ab InBev, because like many things in this world, beer is basically like six com- six companies in the world. Yeah. And in the United States, the vast majority of them are just the two, uh, AB InBev and the other one. Hmm. There's like two mega ones and then there's some smaller ones. And they're all, you know, they're like, hey, the gays like beer. Sure. Why not? And so they'll, you know, do their rainbow marketing. And it was very funny in Travis Tritt's thing where he's like, I'm going to be taking anheuser-busch beer off my rider at all my shows and well then people pointed out that the next place he was playing is a tiny little truck stop town that you and i actually stopped at to get fuel on the way back from fc oh okay like there was the casino that was next to the love's truck stop there Mm. that was where he's playing ah it's this teeny tiny thing and he hadn't sold out and you know he's playing at a town of a couple hundred that has a couple casinos and a truck stop. Yeah. Whereas the person that the 
his fans were disparaging Reba McIntyre yeah. is wrapping up her extended 2022 year two tour here on April 14th at Madison Square Garden, which is a tad bit bigger than a teeny tiny truck stop casino in rural Oklahoma. Reba played at the fucking Hollywood Bowl in in mm-hmm. California, which is kind of a big venue. It's like 17,000 or something. Like yeah. it's, it's a large venue. So it's silly because you'd end up with all these people on third of, well, I'm going to drink Guinness. And immediately someone would reply, like, here's a Guinness Pride FC where, like, they're being they're supporting gay soccer players in the uk and here's well i'm gonna drink sam adams because you know that's a patriotic beer isn't it nope they got a pride thing too oh jack daniels and then jack daniels had the the advertising on rupaul's drag race yeah like drag camps like like small town big pride drooped and it has three of the rupaul drag race stars on the ad for their new fireball version of Mm -hmm. the whiskey it was very funny because they're like, well, I guess I'll just drink water, <laughs> you know, because all these people were trying to be like, well, I'm going to drink a patriotic beer like PBR. And I went on Google and within five seconds found a piece of pride branded merch with the PBR beer logo on it, like from yeah. the corporate pride parade participation. You know, they'd be like, you know, if your company, it has your company pride Mm-hmm. on it and it's just the shirt that you wear to walk through the, the parade so clearly yeah. they had a, a presence there because you could buy one of those shirts on ebay <laughs> so yeah like turns out that rainbow capitalism has done the math and the people that hate queer people just because we exist are not the majority their bottom line if every one of these people you know who shot their keurig and cut the nike swoosh off their socks and made them look stupid and all these other like <laughs> make short... them unfucking usable and yeah this fall apart up the all these people these performative bullshit shooting their cans of beer and throwing them in the trash <laughs> and cracking open a stella well, well it turns out stella is also owned by one of these companies and is heavily involved with pride advertising <laughs> you know so like it's so silly it's just one weird culture war thing after another that's all they have like they're they're up to evil behind the scenes but like the Mm -hmm. thing that they throw up in front is like we're victimized because you know there was a shooting at a christian school never mind the previous shootings at you know churches black owned synagogues and walmarts and grocery stores but no there's there's special yeah um but then you know oh shit a trans person existed Mm -hmm. and now we have to cancel beer and kid rock's comment like oh go woke go broke just like coke and it's like Oh, I didn't know Coke had gone broke. Let's check those numbers. Yeah. Let's see how much they grew and it's like some billion dollars of increase. No, he meant he meant cocaine because we're we're all doing harder shit now because yeah, just we're the just last few doing years lines been, of fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. Man, all you have to do is be in the same room with it, so it's like really easy to use. Yeah. You just absorb it psychically. But yeah, that's that was sort of the culture war of the week is beer gone woke. And it's like, well, I mean, every company that trades on the S&P 500 is going to have some pride-related bullshit. And that's just how it is. Like, the math is there. The demographics are on our side. They can scream and writhe, but they're not going to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Just because you're being nasty to trans sport kids in sports isn't going to magically turn back the clock to the 1990s on trans acceptance. These kids know queer people. They know trans people. They know gay people. You're not going to be like, yeah, my parents say that you're evil, buddy. And they're going to be like, oh, well, guess we can't be friends. You know, the more likely outcome is my dad's full of shit, you know? Yeah. So it's just stupid. Beer, of all things, that they decide to get hung up on. Well, I mean, this happens a lot with, with any thing when they discover that a company has supported Pride or something. Like, they've, they've done this with Home Depot. They've done this with Lowe's. They've done this with Disney a lot. Like, the Baptists in Florida, like, got really pressed about that for a number of years. Yeah. Um, and that's partially what's the issue in florida now because you know they have gay days at disney and then they have the don't say gay law now and it started this whole back and forth with uh 
DeSantis and Disney World, and it's like, yeah, I'm not in favor of massive capitalistic mega corporations, but if they're going to use their power and influence to fuck over a fascist politician, yeah. I'm okay with that. I mean, it's the old the Godzilla gif of just let them fight. That's what that, I was gonna. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what that was from because I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's from like one of the more recent Godzilla films mm. versus King Kong. I think it was. Ah, but the that whole thing is just you're just not gonna pull back the clock. It doesn't work. It, yeah, it, it, the whole rainbow capitalism isn't great, but it does spread the message far and wide and make it. These are major companies they publish this stuff everywhere and even if they are doing it just for the queers it does rub it in everybody else's faces who are anti it and it's just a big old like everything's rainbow for the month of june (coughs) but it's bad and good all at the same time it's a really weird thing i mean a lot of these companies also donate to republicans as equally as they do democrats that's Mm -hmm. really the it's capitalism first and foremost but, like, at least the idea of rainbow capitalism does, in its own way, put it out there that this is part of the cultural zeitgeist. Being anti this is not not what society is doing right now. So, like, it is basically, like, a background gadiation that's keeping the notion that, no, like, every June, you know, we celebrate pride and talk about these people and they're a part of our communities and that's how it is. And even if it's not directly spoken, it is the background radiation mm-hmm. of June. Exactly. And so, you know, and you have places that have their pride flags up year round and they have some pride merch all the time because, you know, they have gay customers. Like Spencer's has gay shit all the time now. Oh. Sometimes. Like they have some stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's just a product they carry most of the time. And, and not, you know what? Fine. Yeah, sure. You know, I don't. Let me buy right my weird rainbow merch. I've noticed a lot of independent bookstores, even if they're not queer owned, they're queer supportive. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of them will have like a like a gay pride sticker in the window and stuff like that. Well, consider like Christians don't read. Well, they read one. Well, they don't really read that book. No, they don't either. If they know. did, we wouldn't. The other thing know. I was going to say in general with with companies like not being pro fascist, it's like. Like, when you consider Disney, it, it does have actual consequences. Like, when Gina Carano got fired for for being, like, anti-Semitic and, I think, homophobic. I don't anti-trans. remember. Anti-trans. Oh, okay. Anti-trans. Um, and, like, Disney shit-canned her. Like, they, were, they had a whole ass spin-off show from, uh, and from Mandalorian planned for her character and... They shit canned the whole thing, you know that that shows actual like um, you know de- dedication in like a monetary way as well. I mean, and I'm sure it's like a drop in a bucket to the billions and billions that Disney owns, but like you know, this is fucking with one of their major properties. Yeah, and, uh, they and the, don't... the other one I was thinking of was like uh, the Netflix movie Army of the Dead, which is a uh, oh what's his name Zack Snyder. It's a Zack Snyder movie. One of the people in the cast was later discovered after they'd finished rapping was like a real fucking shithead online. Like like a fucking fascist, basically. So Netflix spent like an additional several million dollars to digitally edit him out of the film and replace him with Tignataro, who is a very cool actress. And it's like... Yeah, they didn't let that, the fact that he had said shitty things on his private time stand. Like, they actually increased this movie's budget significantly to remove him from the film. Yeah, it's it it's all down to the math. Yeah, like it's down to the math. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's rainbow capitalism and they care about the bottom line. But, like, at the same time, that's the culture. You I mean, know, they're, especially they're in America, doing they drive the, right the thing, culture. Even if it's not necessarily for the right reason, it's all about money. But it, the net result is positive to right gays, basically, and and other marginalized people. And it's like that's that's not. It's establishing that in 
our society that's not acceptable behavior those are not acceptable things to say yeah and you know hopefully push all that shit underground again where you know nazis should be afraid again racists should be ashamed again you know mm-hmm. fuck those people yeah so here's a, a rather well put thing i saw it was a post on reddit i saw i didn't catch the the poster's name but mm-hmm. There's a ton of market research, analytics, and focus grouping and more behind this decision. And not just this decision, but the entire inclusive zeitgeist we see in corporate America today. The data clearly shows that being inclusive is good business. The demographics are inevitable, and we're starting to see some on the right acknowledge publicly what they have known instinctively for years, that the demographics are a slow-rolling tsunami that is going to drown out their bigotry. This makes them fearful. Their fear makes them angry. Their anger makes them irrational. This causes them to overlook the intolerance, hatred, and violence that they are embracing as a way to deal with their fear of people who do not look and think like they do. And yeah, like I said, the yeah. demographics on religiosity, on conservative politicization, like, you know, Gen Z is not becoming conservative as they get older. Millennials aren't really either. And oh, it was millennials established or not. Gen Z, it's it's too young to tell, but there was like they did this comparison with uh, mm-hmm. millennials, X, boomers, and silent generations, and showed that all of them got a bit more conservative as they aged, which is sort of a misnomer because you figure that the people more likely to be conservative are the rich, and they live longer than the people who are poor. Yeah, therefore. As your population decreases in a generation, the rich conservative assholes are the ones that are like your your Who percentage. Could the healthcare and yeah. your, your percentage shifts. Um, and with millennials, they're the first generation that this is not the case because they're just so much more leftist than all the generations before them. And the last stat I heard about Gen Z was that like 28% of them identify as some flavor of queer. Yeah. So like they're going to be, if that many of them are are already queer identifying, then the number of their generation that's going to be supportive of the queer identifying is going to be much, much higher than any of our generations. I'm just worried about the puritine thing that's going through. They're really not that big a deal. I mean, they're annoying. Don't get me wrong, but like as a core like size, they're really not that big. You know, there's the there was a chart I saw specifically about like you know Gen Z voting habits and how like the Republicans got to figure out a way to connect to the kids, <laughs> which doesn't involve molesting them and or shooting them with bullets. And it turns out like in in Wisconsin, Gen the youngest generation of voters broke for Democrats by forty percent. Mm-hmm. So like ninety ten, right? And then like in another state, it was even more, even higher. Like Pennsylvania, like the entire generation of like thirty and under are just like ninety five percent dim aligned, you wow. know. And it's like because they don't have a future. Well, and they I think see... it was with Wisconsin where the GOP just lost a state supreme court seat. Yeah, and they're threatening to do some real fucky shit that should incite some civil war style shit but you know because they're like oh we lost this seat to the the supreme court but we have a super majority in the house we can just impeach every democrat all the way down including this new judge if we want to and they might try that after you know tennessee's gop expelled two black members for participating in the protest so this gets even worse yeah, because they let, they kept the white woman. Well, it, that that's not what I was gonna say. It gets even worse in the, the fact that the congressman who was representing Shelby County, where Memphis is, so like what's supposed to happen in this situation is the the council in Memphis is supposed to appoint an interim representative before they can have a special election. And they basically said that they were going to send him right the fuck back to Nashville. Like, they would appoint him as his own interim replacement. Mm -hmm. And how the state legislature responded is saying, we'll cut off the money for all your state-sponsored programs. 
and at least one of them was like a big project that was they were going to get like three hundred million dollars, three hundred eighty million dollars from the state on. So basically, say we'll we'll fucking End sanction RBC. Memphis just county basically by just squeezing off state funding for them. Yeah, it, they're a bunch of fascists, and the mask has fallen completely off. Yeah, so fuck them. But. Yeah, yeah and like, I just found out that part today, so I don't know yeah, I hadn't seen that where that story today. has gone yet. But no, and you're right, though. It does say a lot that three people were being voted to kick them out of the legislature. Two black men and one white woman. Um, and even though they were all on the same party and they were all aligned and, and working together, they kicked out the two black guys. Yep. That's so fucked up. Yeah, I mean, she only held on to her seat by a couple of votes. It was it was a close thing, but still, the optics of it are fucking oof. But then the optics are very oof anyway because the the three of them were protesting the uh, legislative body's lack of any movement on gun laws since they had that recent school shooting and. And the whole thing of, like, we've had so many mass shootings. The one time a maybe trans person. All those other ones. Let's just completely ignore those. But, you know, let's latch on the fact that this one's trans. Yeah, now they want to make an issue. But they don't want to actually pass any gun control regulations. Although I did see apparently one state wants to basically restrict guns to trans people. I guess they they would couch it as anyone receiving treatment um, or on on hormones or something like that. Which you know that would be very selective because it's like once you're old enough, you know, men get T and women get estrogen. Yeah, it would be well. I mean, I'd say it'd be blatantly unconstitutional, but we have an illegitimate Supreme Court too. So mm-hmm. who fucking knows, right? Can't expect anything good until maybe you know we can get all the kids voting and yeah. even then they're gonna have to break the minoritarian setup that the republicans have it's uh it's not good kids they it's do really love not. to cheat so, yeah it's just yeah. you know basically when the democrat when the republicans believe that they can't win fairly you know they'll discard democracy you know yeah mm-hmm. i already tried it they'll try it again america except uh, not because Fuck democracy, all we really care about is winning. So, shifting topics slightly, because, you know, beer and Tennessee. Fucking Twitter, it's awful. But it's also <laughs> been a really bad spate of people getting their accounts hijacked. And that actually happened to one of our own furry cons this today. Uh, First squared yep. got hijacked by some bitcoin uh, nonsense. And so yep. they lost their account on the day, the first day of their con. What a fucking nightmare. Yeah. But they were able to get it back, thankfully. But this has happened to a bunch of people recently. Somebody we know has lost his account and Twitter has not been able to get back to him. So he's lost his account. It's still posting Bitcoin shit on yeah. random hours. Um, we had, we saw, said Brent Spiner had his Twitter account that he doesn't really use get hijacked and start posting Bitcoin spam. Yep. So he had to post a message to TikTok, which LeVar Burton posted to Twitter. And then you had uh, Parker Malloy lost theirs, and then you know First Square today. It's like, damn, Elon, your your platform is really holding up well. You're having people get their shit hijacked. We've seen like artists with a hundred thousand followers just lose access and start posting Bitcoin spam because yeah. they're like, hey, you know, this artist who does nothing but post in Japanese and post really beautiful art suddenly starts posting in english and spamming bitcoin i think their audience is gonna know that they're not legitimately the person anymore Mm. but what do i know you know twitter has done a lot of dumb things lately like the stupid doge thing Mm -hmm. or like what is that even about so apparently it was supposed to be like a april fool's day thing but they didn't get it implemented on april fool's and so it was just kind of there for a few days but also it coincided with news about 
uh, Elon Musk getting sued over a Dogecoin pump and dump scheme. Mm. I mean, these are all awful words to string together into sentences, but that... And his whole thing where he posted, like, what, the source code did, what, GitHub or something? Yeah, like the algorithm. And there is something actually fucking awful in that. Like, Elon's and... There's a bunch of stuff in algorithm that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. And the Doge thing is gone now. It was just like for three days. Mm-hmm. Your your loading icon was this was a, the picture of Doge, the dog looking very concerned, and wasn't even a well done PNG. There was like it was a circular picture mm-hmm. picture, but in the frame there was still like a rim of pixels, mm-hmm. so it wasn't clean. Mm-hmm. That got fixed. But like you went to prod with a unfinished transparency like come on yeah multi you you what <sighs> you've burned 20 billion dollars valuation off it already why are you still going oh i read another thing that um the eu is going to find them like 50 million dollars um because they haven't removed the nazi shit in germany which is uh-huh. against german law uh and apparently that's like more than the Twitter Blue subscribers would net him for like five years or something like that. It was an article headline I saw earlier today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because there was like some <laughs> dude that was like some Nazi account got unbanned, spiked up to like thirty thousand followers, and then when people started complaining, the person who was running this literally national socialist account was saying that. Like, oh, you know, it's 35,000 now. Like, they're protected by Twitter. They're openly Nazi. And Elon is not removing him in Germany, I guess. And what do you know? That's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Like, the Germans take that a little seriously for some reason. We had a whole war about that. Yeah, they had a very serious conversation. Yeah, Twitter getting bopped for that would not be surprising. I mean, he has hacked that thing. There's got to be like economic papers about this how to lose money and alienate people the twitter method like the only advertisers that sometimes pop up on mobile are like advertising companies and hey do you want to learn how to you know the mouse blender 5000 type shit you know this this real weird uh, what for like wish to yeah (laughs) and there was like oh hey here's these little vr-ish goggles that make it feel like you're sitting in front of a 52 inch television type you know wearable monitor things Mm -hmm. that they were this is the type of shit they were advertising in like egm when i was a kid Mm -hmm. but apparently they're still making things like that today and just getting ads for the most irrelevant bullshit weird stuff blocking and blocking and please please give us advertising money like i won't block game companies and I won't block, like, visit San Antonio, because I like that city. But, like, for everybody else, it's just like, nope, block on site. But the, the advertisers that I'm seeing are not Starbucks, it's not McDonald's, it's not Microsoft. It's fucking, like, this Wish.com nonsense. And occasionally, like, city tourism boards. It's very unfortunate. And, like, like I said, I basically stopped using my main Twitter account. This place is bad. I'm leaving you with a picture of Adam. He's very cute. Uh, Twitter has been such a wild ride of watching where it's gone through the years. Ever since, like, Elon opened his fucking mouth and through the purchase and the royal hash he's made of it. Just Jesus Christ. I mean, you're not missing much not being there, Shiva. That's for sure. I know. It's more watching it as just, like, you know, an the... exercise in stupidity. Well, a funny thing that happened today was Twitter has been doing a thing recently where you can't post links directly. So, like, if it includes an HTTPS front end, it doesn't, if you paste it, it only pastes, like, the name of the site and not the URL. So, like, what? if it's... If... Why? I don't know. But if you just copy the www part or just URL in the back end, it pastes fine and previews correctly. So, like, it's this absolutely hacky external link prevention that they've put in place. Because I was trying to... I, I had posted a very cheeky reply to somebody from my AD 
of a pick of mine that I'd had as a commission and I tried to link them it so that on FA so that the person who replied positively could fave it. And it took me like three tries and then I just typed out the URL by hand and it worked, but it was like, the fuck is going on here? And then today, apparently he's made a change so that Substack links break. Oh, yeah, because apparently Substack offered a new service that you like you could just do like a quick post with limited characters or limited space or something and he freaked out thinking that it was going to be a, a twitter competitor which it might be but whatever but anyway he decided to block all the Substack links where it also changed the functionality where you couldn't like retweet or reply to any post with a Substack link in it and then Substack reporters discovered that all you had to do is use a URL shortener and it would work. <laughs> nice. Um, that's, that's so fucked up. And the funny so thing, too, is that Matt Tabibi, or Tab, Tabi, I'm not sure who, he was sure. one of the people that was laundering the quote Twitter files, oh. which mysteriously ended after like the three times that he, they happened and. They're like, where's the Fauci files? Where's the Fauci files? Said all the right wingers. And he was like, two weeks. And nothing ever happened. Oh. But like this guy had basically been sucking Elon's dick mm-hmm. for a long ass time and defending him. Uh-huh. But then it turns out that most of his income is from Substack. So he's like, oh shit. Very <laughs> much a leopards ate my face situation. Oh my god, I didn't know that. That's funny. Because I've heard that guy's name enough to know that he's a complete... <laughs> right-wing grifter asshole he was like i'm gonna leave twitter and i was like all right man sure whatever but you traded all your credibility to be like oh no the you know twitter suppressed bullshit about hydroxychloroquine during the height of the pandemic you know because it doesn't do anything other than like give you liver poisoning but the uh you know it's just like a real petty bullshit thing like i I have my AD so I can fave porn. That's it's all yeah. it's for. Like you're not, it's not public and you're not missing out. But it's just like, even then, like the recommendation algorithm is so fucked. Like if for some reason I go into the for you tab, it'll start repeating t- posts pretty quick. Like okay, well hey, here's that pic you faved three t- cycles ago. Here it is again. It doesn't like surface enough tweets. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, I guess we'll just rerun this pick of, you know, Fluttershy with her ass in the air or whatever, you know? Mm. It's it's just breaking more and more. It does this weird thing on Firefox sometimes. Like, TweetDeck works just fine and, like, my regular home page or whatever works just fine. But if I go to a specific tweet below it and then scroll down below it, instead of showing the replies and stuff, it'll just show the menu the the icons reply retweet like it'll just show them row after row after row and and they'll be like two rows together but kind of glitched out or they're not right on top of each other it's the weirdest damn thing it must be like my ad blocker or something like that but it didn't do that before a few months ago so (laughs) the uh, other thing too is like you'll just be looking at stuff sometimes the tweet just disappears it's just i've like, honestly been using bloop. mastodon more lately like i've just not been using it as much because been, yeah. again like i'll scroll in be like what and it's not even surfacing all the artists i follow because of course it's not yeah and so like oh shit here's a new piece by artist when do they post it and i find it on you know they linked it on twitter like that day but it also got posted to fa or whatever so it's right. like oh i, I saw it not on their social media, even though they posted it there first. I I don't you look at it very much at all anymore or post on it. Um, I don't use my personal account at all anymore. I'm basically gone from there. Um, but I have the app on my phone and I have like a couple of my business accounts on it. And that's it. It just has bad vibes. Yeah, I just, I don't want to like, and I only have those on there if I got to do some promotional shit or whatever. But like... As a person, as an individual, I don't really want to bother with it anymore, you know? Yeah. It's a lot less fun. Yeah. But I will say, what is fun? That silly little Bone Razor Minions game that I talked about last week. What? So, do you play uh, 
Vampire Survivors at all, Shiva? I think I know what you're talking about and Sarah's been playing it. Okay. Mm. Well, this is another one of that same genre, except you're a little necromancer guy who starts out with a few little zombie guys, and as you kill the forces of good that are trying to attack you, you use their bones to summon more monsters. You know, archers and skeletons and mages and all those other ones, right? And it's a little $5 game, so you don't expect it to be that deep. But there's like 17 distinct classes that the game puts out there for you to to play with. Most of them are like, okay, this one focuses on this type of monster. And this one focuses on the plant monsters. This one focuses on the giants. You know, this one focuses, this one's a cyclops, so it only gets one choice every upgrade. So it's like you only get luck of the draw. And there's one that which one you're playing as cycles every minute. There's two of them that have completely distinct monster sets. One that summons the monsters from the game and one that summons like the uh, wax versions of the human enemies in the game. Mm-hmm. So it can get very visually confusing. Um, and one that's just like you absorb the powers of your zombie. And so you're your little dude, but you're attacking like you're in vampire survivors. So it's a really deep little game. It has a card game kind of like triple triad from final fantasy 14 except it's a bigger grid and it also has like daily challenges and all sorts of stuff and it's still a five dollar game i have made it into my podcast game so i'll sit on the couch with my steam deck up my head headphones on add them in my lap and play until my battery on my steam deck runs down and uh that's how i'm one not on the computer not staring at my phone i'm having dog time with adam and getting to catch up on some of my shows which i had fallen behind on so that uh, has been my it's a cool thing because i really enjoy it and like i talked about it briefly last week but i've spent a lot more time playing it and i'm like this is a really good little game and it's five bucks so you know check it out if that's your jam if you like vampire survivors because it's a lot of fun yeah he's been playing it next last week two weeks or so i've seen vampire survivor but i mean i've never played it um enough to know basically the gist but he's been playing that new one i don't know pretty steadily oh here's one thing that we hadn't touched on yet hey tesla's right oh. they have all those cameras on them yeah <laughs> uh, oh yeah i did read about that turns out that uh, tesla employees were sharing the videos from your garage and whatever taken from your tesla and sharing them around the office there was an article that included that at one point they had footage of the of elon musk's garage there was like one naked guy doing laundry the tell on that was like the submersible lotus <laughs> elise from the one bond film mm-hmm. like Musk Musk bought bought it it and it was parked in his garage with his tesla and they were able to access the cameras and be like oh yep i can see that in the house wow wild and this has been known so like if you have cameras if you do anything around your tesla odds are they can access those videos if it's in sentry mode and they're like yeah we can't see exactly where you are but we can see where you're coming from on google maps so like we know that this Tesla was at this location, so, you know, your Tesla is snitching on you, too. The, the fact that it had fucking uh, sentry mode, I don't even know what that does. I, I uh, guess that's... It's like a car alarm, like, yeah. to track if people are coming close to your car to fuck with it. So that's why it does that obnoxious thing. Whenever I walked past one in a parking lot, the lights would flash. It could. And, and it's just Probably. like, ugh. It's so I mean, gross and showy, you know. Sharing videos. I mean, the most fun we do at work is if we get a ticket with like a funny username, it's like, haha, look at this username, share the ticket number. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's, that's basically it. It's like, haha, this one's got a dick in the name. <laughs> or, you know. mm-hmm. but yeah, basically the, the, one of the former employees that brought this up was like, the image sharing practice was a breach of privacy, to be honest, said one of the former employees. And I always joked that I would never buy a Tesla after seeing how they treated some of the people. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, if you were fat or ugly or weird, buy your Tesla. And they got a video of it. They could be like, 
Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those like one more thing showing well, like, how the fuckery inside Tesla is. Well, didn't like Ring also have this, or was ADT or one of the other monitoring companies where they were? You know, there's been incidents of like employees just spying on people with it. I wouldn't so. be surprised. I I know it was like one of the security companies. Someone got caught mm. badly doing it. And Ring just lets the cops in through your network anywhere ways to look around. But that's usually out the front. Like, their doorbells. Yeah. I mean, you end up with situations where the cops can access those um, with, without a warrant, necessarily. But... At least it's usually pointing out your front door. You yeah, know? it's not like the inside of your garage and your car snitching on you inadvertently. I mean, not that, you know, if you have a phone in your pocket and you get up to shit, they can take that data and uh, use it in a criminal prosecution yeah it's it's a little gps tracker in your pocket um which is one of the reasons that like a lot of the people that were you know jan sixers got caught after the fact because they're like wow we have all this radio this phone data and all these correlated names and oh look we can see where they showed up so we can go pay them a visit you know oh look this phone id was on the local uh, capitol building wi-fi while over this particular time of day and they're not a federal employee oopsie whoopsie we know that they have done a fucky wucky at minimum Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) yeah all these ways that we're surveilled but you don't necessarily want a third party like tesla people just being looking through your videos for anything goofy Mm -hmm. oh you tripped over your cat while carrying your laundry to the the laundry machine that's in your in your garage you know mm-hmm. and then they post it to live leak or something oh you walked out to your garage to get something out of your garage fridge and oh look you're naked yeah because you know it's, it's my garage yeah <laughs> i'm not expecting anyone to be able to see me tesla sees all there's nothing <laughs> yep so uh don't wave your dick at a tesla also from working in a <laughs> tech support don't you set your username to something you don't want other people to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or your, like, credit card password or something like uh, that. I can't see passwords. No, well, but I, just... I didn't mean you, but, like, the people that at the bank, when you call, do ask you, like, your mother's maiden name, but you don't always have to set it as your mother's maiden name. Some have started to say mother's maiden name or password. And it's not your online bank password. It's yeah. just your, this is my verification yeah, like, to speak to tech, uh, you know, support. Yeah, like uh, Chase has that. Um, AT&T has that. Yeah. You have to give them your PIN. But then, unfortunately, someone proved recently that they could create a copy of their voice with AI. And it would pass whatever automated check they had to read out your... Uh, your your pin from so and, and it was like this honestly it was this big bank that was advertising that theirs was the most secure voice verification system or whatever none that i know of keep it a voice print like they can identify your voice from somebody else's plus how many times have you gotten on a cell phone and it sound like a talking to a fucking robot this what do you me a liar. No, no. I'm I'm doubting that their ability to it was like, like do this in yeah, like a real legit security. They're advertising that they could. And I think it was a British company. Um but I don't remember who it was, but somebody basically proved it like, wow, AI can pass this. No, that sound we had a training video at work that was basically Watch that. out for this kind of shit. Yeah, mm. where where basically it, it's called um the inside man mm. and there was a whole thing where their hackers turn good and now they're a security company uh-huh. but they occasionally get white hat job white hat jobs to to break in and prove the gaps in security companies yeah, pen testing basically. basically yeah and they were like able to basically do like some kind of like vr deep fake overlay with like voices so oh, okay. it would it was a gal who was basically using like a uh mocap mask uh-huh. and it overlaid the ceos who's a dude's face over hers and 
changed her voice to his, and it was supposed to be something secure where you do a vo- video chat with a real agent, and they mm-hmm. verify who you were by basically here's pictures and all this other stuff. Because it was supposed to be for a high-end company, all this bullshit. Uh. And they, they worked their way around using VR and deepfake and all this other stuff to prove, hey, we could still get in and get your money. Wow. But yeah, that was a legit training video I had at work. Oh, damn. Where they, they get into some of the real esoteric stuff. but mm-hmm. um, And right now they're doing something about like a, a pipeline getting hacked, which is not that different from something that happened like last year, mm-hmm. where someone yeah. did break into one of the pipelines. But it's all kinds of things about, you know, well, be careful of this and that. And this is various ways that they can break in and get around systems. They- it's actually... For a training video, not bad. Some of us are really invested in the plot line. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's a good that if they could make a training video like actually hold your attention. Yeah, like it, it, it's really not bad when we have to watch them for a month. But yeah, it, it was very much that. Like we literally yeah. had a training video plot line around this particular Thing. Produced by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, yeah, when the Netflix thing by the same name came out, we all kind of giggled. Like, this thing has an IMDb oh. entry. It's by, like, Twist and Shout. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. It's it's British. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, one... There's, there's one American in it, and he's, like, a balding Lex Luthor-looking motherfucker. Mm. Um, and he was a bad guy in season one, but we're up to, like, season three or four, and he's now a good guy. And <laughs> Wow. Okay. I mean, he, he, he's legit great, because he's a right bit of smarmy, and you're not quite sure if he's gone completely full white hat or not. Yeah. Maybe he's going to go in a sly and turn, you know you know gut them in the end and like take all their shit Mm. um but it's actually (laughs) stupid training video but it's for for all the training video stupid shit i've had to watch for security through all my years of doing tech support it's actually one of the better ones i've ever had to sit through Mm. and it's dumb but at least it's entertaining yeah totally Make me think of the movie Sneakers. Like Kinda, they should, yeah, it's remake, got that vibe. Yeah, they should remake that with like modern tech. But I want to watch it again. I've had a couple of references of it pop up lately, and it's put me in the mood to see it. Yeah, that's yeah, Sneakers. It it reminds me of like that kind of feels like let's take Sneakers but kind of make it modern and semi realistic. Yeah. So. Because most of the stuff they bring up, people can legitimately do. Yeah. There was one where they were talking about some of the... It wasn't Alexa, but it was Alexa. Mm-hmm. Where they talked about basically being able to break into those and getting access to like integrated systems. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's real legit things. You know? Yeah. At least mm-hmm. it's all done on the structure of like actual security things that you could possibly do to break into systems. Yeah. So it, it's neat, but also it's still a training video. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you got anything else, Aaron, or did you want? No, that up? was pretty much all the topics I had for the week. Um, you know, this, we're all kind of tired, and so <laughs> and <laughs> bit, this is a very low energy episode, and that's fine. I think last week I was a bit ah. Um, like earlier this week, like just work was very wasn't bad but it was very mentally taxing like we had like to figure out some complicated shit like a couple of times like for a whole day and it was just like jesus this is making me think a lot which is actually really tiring you know there's mental energies as well as physical energy uh, we have been so busy at work and we just had our client conference so now everybody's you know Oh, the clients say this. We have to immediately address it. Even though we haven't put much thought into it, let's fix it. Mm. Um, and, you know, clearly this half-assed thing that we thought of six months ago but never did anything, that's the answer. Uh, you know. Gotta so, love the implement first, plan later mm-hmm. type of management. <laughs> well, right now I've got, they, they want me to do this thing where I'm supposed to chase all of my little texts into writing basically these quick guides 
for things that are way more complex that you can really do in a quick guide. Oh, and like summarize whole departments worth of stuff in one little page. It's Mm -hmm. like that doesn't work. Maybe some of the departments where they do one thing and they do it a lot. But mm. other departments have like 20 different things that they all write code for. And trying to summarize those down into one page. And every time yeah. I try to bounce off at ideas off them or observations, they so we just want you to come up with a plan. I'm trying to. But every time I try to say anything about it, you say, nope, that's wrong. Okay. Clearly you've got an idea for what you want. And I'm not a fucking mind reader. So we've had that. We recently pushed out a batch of bad code and to a bit of the client. So we've been backpedaling all week. Stop, 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 stop pushing that out. Now let's roll back what we put out. So that's been a nightmare. Like, I think Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, I walked in the door. I got a meeting as soon as I log in every morning. Um, And... I got 15 minutes into that, and I got grabbed by management, and so did my other uh, co-team lead, and said, you know, hey, han- you, you handle this one, you handle this one. And all day, that's all I did. Got nothing else done, except handle this emergency, which is one of just a sea of other emergencies, because, like I said, bad code went out. Mm. So that was all Wednesday. Yesterday, I managed to catch up a little. And then today, my co-team lead was out, which means I'm doing double duty, so. Yeah. The critter wants to get in. Yeah, it's probably men wanting in. Okay. So I did have one more last funny thing before we wrap up. There's a terrible type of person online. They call themselves transvestigators. What? They're the people who find out, who will tell you that secretly every person in Hollywood is trans. What? And there have been two people that have been declared that they're actually secret transes the last day or so. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe's wife, who is pregnant with her first kid, mm-hmm. is secretly trans. So says the internet, because she is taller than him. For fuck's sake. And the most recent one that happened, and would raise far more questions than answers, is they're trying to say that Stormy Daniels, the porn star, who's both a mom and has been showing off her pussy and everything else for the last 30 years or so uh-huh. is also a secret trans. The one that Trump allegedly paid off. And fucked. And fucked. Yeah. So are, are you saying that th- this raises questions for your side? You know, so Donald Trump <laughs> slept with a trans person and how does that change your feelings about him? You know, it's like, but yes, those are the two, like Daniel yeah. Radcliffe's pregnant wife and and the woman whose pussy has been seen by millions yep they can always tell the they say the radcliffe thing really gets me because of the these types of people's fucking obsession with the way people should be like the woman should never be taller than the man and and shit like that you know oh real bad i'll have to be at least like six feet tall or something like that and it's all such bullshit just based on stereotype and well it also nothing. results in like but women getting policed and in this particular case she's you know a conventionally attractive woman but she's like several inches taller than him and so immediately he, he's like, not a tall dude no <laughs> i mean like is there like this escalating thing where like oh shit sorry i'm five two i gotta find a woman who's like five one but five and below they'll call me a pedophile i was gonna say so well, yeah have... don't don't forget the two-year gap anything over two years in your pedo and and under five foot and so you have like this very delicate balance you have to find a woman who is exactly five one any taller lower doesn't work because no. they, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's a certain height tolerance there like there's a height and age difference tolerance if you're out of that clearly you're pedophile clearly and so <laughs> that was just one of those how how could somebody say what they're just making things up at this point but it's just like they do this to everybody they say that like johnny depp is trans and marilyn Monroe was totally trans like everybody and it's like to the point where like they eventually because you know conservatives have no solidarity they start turning on each other in the group and claiming that you're other, trans our no, you're secret tra- you know this person's a secret trans is here to to splinter the group 
and it results in always splintering the group because by themselves because they're it becomes you know a circular firing squad of everybody's trans but me that that spider-man meme of everybody (laughs) it's just just a circle of spiders men pointing each other spiders men (laughs) you're all trans flag icons yeah you know with a question mark next to them Ugh, internet's so fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. Anyway. I mean, it brings us furry porn, but then it also brings us everything else. It's just the world. The world is fucking stupid. What the fuck is even wrong with people? Yep. Anyway. Please, chill out. Have yourself a good time. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, southwestcast at gmail.com, patreon.com slash southpawscast. We're still here. We're still alive for time, for we're now. We're still queer. Some of us drink beer. Yep. And our, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, Revolver, which is most of what I have on hand right now, uh, got sold to uh, Shiner, I think. Mm. Hopefully, sh- you don't fuck with them. Well, they're just they're owned by a larger Texas thing, and Shiner also advertises at Pride. So, <laughs> I, all my beer is woke. Oh no, <laughs> the beer is gonna somehow make me gayer. I hope it doesn't keep you up all night. What woke? Oh, oh! I was like, Buzz. "What?" Buzz. I did not mean it for it to be that. I was confusing. just sort of like, you know, you do like the forty-five degree head. Tilt. Yeah, you, told, <laughs> like, you, you went full <laughs> Labrador there for a moment. <laughs> you know, or the Finnick version was just mega ears, <laughs> and then uh, topple over. Yeah, so. Shiva and I are on the Telegram fan chat. Fuzz is a glowing orb off by himself. I'm you a cannot, mystery. You yes. cannot perceive him. Um, but you can also buy books at forplanet.com. So you can do that. Other than that, we'll be back uh, next week-ish and uh, <laughs> with more bullshit, I'm sure. Because Jesus Christ, it never stops. <sighs> Won't stop, can't stop. Good night. And buy books.